In regards to the mitzvah of Hakil in this week's parsha, it says in the Tosefta, on that day when Hakil had to take place, the Koyanim would stand at the fences, at the breaches, with trumpets of gold in their hands, they would blow these trumpets, Tkiyah, Tru, and Tkiyah, to gather the people to the Beis HaMikdosh. Any Koyan that didn't have a trumpet, they would say about him, it seems to be that this person isn't a Koyan. So the Rebbe asks, the main thing of Koyanim is to stand and serve in the Beis HaMikdosh, as the Rambam explains that the Koyanim were separated for the avoid of Karboni. So what's the connection of the Koyanim to the Mitzvah of Hakel? And particularly to the blowing of trumpets in the streets of Yerushalayim, which is really only a preparation for the Mitzvah of Hakel. Why is it their job to blow these trumpets to gather the people to the extent that this would be a proof if they are actually Koyanim? And we say that any Koyan that doesn't have a trumpet, they would say it seems to be that this person isn't a Koyan. Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand it by first generally explaining the idea of Kohuna. Regarding Koyanim, it says, Yasimu Ktoira Ba'apecha, V'cholil al That they are going to be bringing the Ktoires and the Karbonois. Now, from the fact that the Apostle specifies Ktoires as a separate Avoida for itself, it's understood that there's some special Chashivu, some special importance with the Avoida of the Ktoires that is done. By the Koyanim, and somehow this expresses really what the Ravoide is all about. Now, in the Sefri on that Pasuk, the Sefri says that this refers to the Ktoiris that was done on Yom Kippur in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, which tells us that even though the general idea of Ktoiris already tells us about the unique Avoida of the Koyanim, and specifically the Ktoiris of Yom Kippur is very unique and special, this is done by the Koyan Godel. But nevertheless, there's something unique about the Ketoyotis of Yom Kippur as something special about it, in which it's different to the Ketoyotis of the whole year, how somehow this is going to really express what the Koyanim are all about. Practically, the one who brings it is the Koyan Godel. He's like mighty everyone else, since he is the greatest of all the Koyanim, similar to what we find that the Melech could be mighty all the Yidden with the mitzvahs that are dependent on the Melech. But somehow it's particularly this Ketoyotis of Yom Kippur that really embodies and symbolizes what the Koyanim are all about. What is one of the differences between the Ketoyotis of all year round and Yom Kippur? According to the Rambam, in the Ketoyotis of Yom Kippur, if you did not put in the particular herb called Maila Oshon, which was a type of plant that caused the smoke to rise up, then it would be Chayev Misa. Whereas the Ketoyotis of the rest of the year, this would not be true. It would still be kosher, and there wouldn't be a chiyav misa if this Milo Oshon was missing. Says the Rebbe, in fact, based on this could be very geshmak, what the Sefri said that we just quoted before, that Yosimu Ketoyot Ba'apecha is particularly speaking about the Ketoyotis of Yom Kippur. Because since we're speaking about the Ketoyotis going up, Ba'apecha, Ba'apecha is literally into your nostrils. The Oshon, the smoke Vayachol going up to Hashem, how does this happen? through the Milo Oshon, through that herb that made the smoke go up. But when is that? That's mainly Yom Kippur when it's so crucial, and there's even the Chi of Misa. But the question actually is, why is that? What is the difference? What's the essential difference between the Ketoides of Yom Kippur and the Ketoides of all year round? And it's particularly the Ketoides of Yom Kippur that we say it would be so important to have this Milo Oshon, this element, this idea that's bringing out that the smoke should rise and go up. So the Rebbe explains, the Rambam in Moira Nebuchim tells us a reason for the mitzvah of Ketoyrus. He says that this is in order to improve the smell in the Beis HaMikdosh. 
In the base of Mikdash, there was shechita going on, slaughtering of animals, cutting meat, washing the inner parts of the animal, burning the animals. And therefore, it was important to have a ktoidus to improve the fragrance, the nice smell in the base of Mikdash, and the smell in, of those working there, etc. However, says the Rebbe, it's understood that the Rambam's words are not meant to be understood just in the simple sense, that it's just to take away a physical bad smell. This would be the reason for this great Amazing spiritual avoidah. Surely there's something deeper hinted over here. And we can explain this based on what says in the Zoya that the avoidah of Ktoiris is to take away the foul smell of the Yetzer Hara. In other words, it's a spiritual smell that we're coming to take away. And the Rebbe explains, the Ktoiris was made up of spices which are not fit for human consumption, not edible. Not like Karbonis, that a part of the condition of the Karbonis is that it needs to be things that are roy, that are fitting to be eaten. And specifically by carbonus, we need to have from the very, very best of these foods. We even would say that a rich man that brought a carbon of a poor man wouldn't be yoitza. You need the very, very best animals and so on. From this we understand that the ruchni is the idea of these spices that are brought in the ketores. Just like physically they're not edible, so to beruchni so represents a very lowly darga. In addition to this, one of the spices was called chelbena, which actually had a foul smell, a bad smell, which represents even a lower level. But by bringing these spices up to Hashem, in a way of reyach nichoyach Hashem, that is becoming a nice smell to Hashem, we are causing that these things that are in a very sp- low spiritual level should be transformed and elevated into Kedusha. The Rebbe says, the only problem over here is, if that's the case to get rid of the klipa, the negativity and so on of the Yetzirah, why would there be a need and what would be the benefit of the Ketores and the Kodesh HaKadoshim on Yom Kippur? This is a day regarding which we say that the Satan doesn't have any power. It's explained in a number of places that in Yom Kippur, the Satan doesn't have any permission to prosecute. So what would be the point of the Ketoyrus on Yom Kippur? From this itself, we could understand that the avoid of Ketoyrus on Yom Kippur is very different to the avoid of the Ketoyrus the rest of the year. In order to explain this, the Rebbe says, we'll first have a look at the avoid of Tshuva of Yom Kippur and the avoid of Tshuva of the rest of the year. Generally, these are the two types of tshuva that are known, a tshuva me'ava, a tshuva out of love, and a tshuva out of fear. The tshuva all year round is a tshuva out of fear. The Gemara says that when a person does tshuva out of fear, then this doinus, the avedris that he did intentionally, will be counted as if he only did them b'shoigig, unwittingly. The tshuva of Yom Kippur is a tshuva out of ava, out of love. What does this cause? That the avedris that he did even intentionally are completely transformed into merits. As if he did mitzvahs. Furthermore, the avoid of tshuva of Yom Kippur is not just out of love, but it's a ver- a, from a very, very deep part of the heart called tshuva ilah, the deepest part of the heart, completely higher than logic and reason. This is coming from the yechidah, from the deepest part of the neshama that's being revealed by the yid, which generally, this is a tshuva coming from the kind of ava that we call b'chol mo'idecha, with all your might, in an unlimited way. Says the Rebbe, based on these two different types of tshuva, we could also understand the reason for why it is that each one of these tshuvas is achieving what it's achieving. It's all related to what kind of bitul the yid is feeling to Hashem. When a yid has tshuva out of fear, that means he is not completely, completely bottled and nullified. His nullification is only as if he's being forced because he's afraid of the master. 
And his avoidah is primarily involved in just negating and getting rid of the negative to make sure there's nothing that's getting in the way, there's no avedis and so on. And therefore, what is the avoidah? What it's achieving is also only in a sense that the Averis are no longer going to be counted as Averis. They're going to be counted as if it was only done He w- Nothing will be mentioned about this at the Day of Judgment. So in other words, all we did was negated some of the negativity, but there could still be a little bit of a mark left. It didn't become like a brand new thing into a mitzvah. Whereas when the person does tshuva meyava, especially the yava of b'chol mo'idecha, in other words, his avoid and his bitl is more in a positive way, that he's dedicating himself, completely committing himself to the one who he, whom he loves. Especially when we're speaking about an avah that's completely higher than logic and reason and limitations, that he wants to connect completely with Hashem, to cleave to Hashem and become a completely new person, one that's one with Hashem. So through this avoidah, the averis, those doinois, the intentional averis are transformed into zochiois, like the Pasuk says, Hashem transforms the curses into blessings. In other words, he causes that these Averis should now become like a new entity. They become Zochis, they become merits similar to his own Avoida where he's becoming like a new entity. And when the Tshuva is in this way going higher than all limitations, there's an additional point that through the Avoida of Tshuva, higher than limitations, one is elevated to a level that's higher than limitations and as a result of that, those Doinois are transformed into Zochis. Says the Rebbe now, we could also understand the difference between the Ketoyeres of all year round and the Ketoyeres of Yom Kippur. The general idea of the Ketoyeres is, as we said before, to take the lowly things and to elevate them into Kedusha. But here we have a difference between the way this is done all year round and the way it's done on Yom Kippur, similar to the two types of Tshuva. The Ketoyeres all year round is similar to the Tshuva of all year round. That is a Tshuva more out of fear. It's more about negating, getting rid of the bad. In the case of Ketoyeres, like we said before, getting rid of the foul smell. The Ketoyeres of Yom Kippur, which is similar to the Tshuva of Yom Kippur, is a, which is a Tshuva out of love, which, yes, it's true, on the one end, we're still dealing with these lowly things, with these foul smells, but it's in a positive way that we're going to make it into a new Metzius, into a new entity, taking these lowly things, these Doinais, and transforming them completely into Kedusha, into Zochius. Says the Rebbe, based on what we said before, that in Tshuva Me'ava, B'chol Mo'idecha, we reach to a place that's higher than limitations, we can understand why the K'toyrus on Yom Kippur is brought specifically in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. In the Kodesh HaKadoshim, as we know, there's only the Oroin, and in the Oroin there's only the Luchais, and so on. As said before, what's the idea of the Avoid of Tshuva and K'toyrus of Yom Kippur? That's the idea of going Tshuva Me'ava, B'chol Mo'idecha, B'ligvul, going out of all of our limitations. When we go out of all of our limitations, through this we are reaching to that level of the Aroin, which is that which is completely higher than limitations, and through this we bring about a Metzius Chadasha, a whole new existence, bringing down the new light from the level of Kodesh HaKadoshim, which is even higher than the level of Soiviv Kalam, and Soiviv Kalam being called Kadoshim, and here we're bringing down a level that's even higher than that. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand the idea why the Maila Oshon, that herb that brought up the smoke, is a fundamental and essential condition. 
in the Ketoyeres of Yom Kippur. The idea of Yom Kippur, as we just explained, is about going up to a place that's completely hired and say the Rishtal Shulas to a place that's completely hired in all limitations, a place that will make you into a new Mitzvah, into a new existence. If that's the case, we can understand why we must have this particular element of Maila Oshon. What does Maila Oshon mean? Something that's going to elevate, that's going to bring up the Ketoyeres higher and higher and higher. Whereas the rest of the year with the Ketoyeres is more about just to negate, to get rid of the foul smell. So the Maila Oshon aspect, the fact that it's just being elevated in a positive way, higher and higher and higher, is not that crucial. And therefore, Maila Oshon. How much Maila Oshon does one need in the Ketoyeres on Yom Kippur? And as a result of that, also in the rest of the year, the sheer, the amount of just show even a tiny drop. Because since we're speaking about something that's not limited at all, therefore, even the tiniest drop is sufficient. Because this is similar to the general avoid of Yom Kippur, which is an avoid coming from the Yechida, from the deepest level of our Neshama, which is higher than limitations. And similar to what we say about the Orin itself, that Mokim Orin, Einim in Amidah, that it was something that's beyond measure. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, that we just explained that Yosimuktoira ba'pecha v'cholam is bechecha, hints on the general idea of kohuna, and what is that? As we just explained, it's about taking from our world and elevating it, bringing it up to a higher place, and more particularly, two ways of ktoiras. One is just to get rid of the foul smell. One is just to get rid of the negativity in our world. A second way is, like Yom Kippur, to actually make a whole new mitzis in our world, to transform it into a whole new being. We can now understand what the Toisefta says, that the avoid of the Koyenim was to gather the people to tell them to come join in the mitzvah of Hakel. Since the main idea of the Koyenim, as we just said, is to achieve, to elevate even the lowliest thing, and to elevate them to the highest place. So when it comes, Hakel, when all Yidden, even women and children, which are not chayiv to be Oilerego, and yet, by Hakel, they're all getting together, coming to the base of Mikdash. To hear the Torah from the king, which is like hearing it directly from Hashem, and this is an order, Laman, Yishmudu, so that they will hear and learn and fear Hashem. In other words, the idea is to affect each and every Yid, even someone that's on a very lowly level, to elevate himself in his avoid and his closeness to Hashem. So what's the avoid of the Koyanim? It's their job to arouse, to inspire, to help the Yidin, and this is in accordance to their general avoid. What's their avoid, as we said before, like the Ktoiris? To elevate all the lowliest things. And this is the reason why we say that the Koyanim went out, like Dorim, process to those breaches and to the fences. Because the avoid of the Koyanim is to impact even the streets of Yerushalayim, in other words, even places outside the base of Migdosh, and over there to blow the trumpets. To affect the people even that are outside that they too should gather and come to the base of Migdash so they too could come learn. And fear Hashem. And therefore this is the test. If this person is a proper Koyin. If he feels that this is his, his Indian. He goes out to gather the people. Then this proves retroactively that his Avoidah in the last seven years was also a proper Avoidah like a Koyin. But if not, it comes out and it seems like this person is not a Koyin at all. He's missing the point. Says that ever based on this, we could also understand why the blowing was over here specifically in trumpets, called in Chumash called Chatzoitzrois. It's known what the Mizritcher Magid says on the Pasig of Osisa Shtei Chatzoitzrois. The Mizritcher Magid translated the word Chatzoitzrois can be understood as Chatzoitzrois. 
Chatzoitzris literally means a trumpet, but if you take the word and break it in half, and you read it as Chatzoitzris, half forms, would refer to Hashem and, and the Bnei Yisroel, that each one of us are like only a half a form. Hashem Kvayochoel is a half, and the Yidin are a half, and it's only both of us together that make that complete form. This is actually very similar to what the Medrash says on the Posik. Samosi, on the one hand, we speak about that the Yidin are considered Samosi means complete, but the Medrash says it could also mean to Mosi, the Amish just calling the Yidin as if you are my twin. So it's understood that through this sort of bond, through this sort of union, this creates a whole new Metzius, a whole new entity. Because otherwise, the person is not a complete Metzius. As we said, it's only like this that the Yid becomes a complete Metzius, one with Hashem. As we explained before, what's the avoida of the Koyanim? This is their avoida to cause that the Yid should be like a new Metzius. And therefore the Koyan has to go out of the base of Miglish and blow those trumpets, indicating the idea that his avoid is to attach, to connect, to combine these two half forms, Hashem and the Yidin, to unite them as one, that they should become like one big form. Says the Rebbe Dohirov, all of this is, it's known that even the mitzvahs that, uh, that fulfilling them is dependent on time and space, actually exist. In a spiritual sense, in every single place and at all times, and the Hiroi in Avodah Sodom applies even in the situations and times when we can't do them practically. From this we can understand in our case that the mitzvah of Hakel, even though it's only done in the literal sense when the Yidin are in Eretz Yisrael, but in the spiritual sense it applies now as well. It says that every single Yid is called a Koyin. As the Apostle says, Every single Yid needs to act like many of these things that the Koyinim did. So every single Yid, especially those that are people that are like Rabbonim, and people that have influence on their surroundings and environment, everyone has the obligation to stand out there in the streets, to stand out there in places where there are breaches, and to blow trumpets, to gather the Yidin, men, women, and children, to come learn Torah, to come listen to Torah, to bring them close to the luminary of Torah, to Pnimius HaToyra, to Chassidus. And to impact them that they should come and listen and learn and to keep everything that it says in the Torah, fulfilling all of Torah and mitzvahs with Yerushamayim. And the Rebbe says that by fulfilling the mitzvah of Hakel in the spiritual sense, we will be zoicha to fulfilling the mitzvah of Hakel in the literal sense, ashlishi, that the Abishta will gather all the Yidin. As the Apostle says, in a way of call, God will Yashuvu that all Yidin will get together. And we will come with Hashem by our Kodesh Mirushalayim, but we as Mashiach Tzidkeinu Bekarev Mamash.